Thank you for tuning in to this new episode of the 35K a Day podcast. I am your host, Michael David, also known as MD <laughs> to my friends. Guys, thank you for tuning in. It means a lot. And today, I really want to help you through what I have continually found to be a real paralyzing trait in most people. And that is a, a real hard time being a decisive individual. And this is in pretty much every age group, uh, every scenario, whether it be in school, whether it be in career, in relationships, as kids, as adults, you name it, it really can hold people back. Now, life as we know it is truly the result of the decisions we make. And as again, the premise of 35K a day is on the research that we make an average of 35,000 decisions every day as adults, anywhere from three to 7,000 as kids. Those, those decisions are both active and reactive during our day. And, you know, the average person, you know, is awake for about 18 hours a day. So that's, you know, a little under 2,000 decisions an hour. When you think about it, it's pretty amazing. And every single one of those decisions has a result, has an outcome. Most, however, live this life live this life of being indecisive. It's really interesting. And, you know, for myself, I've always been one of those where I continually evaluate, what am I doing? And I, I do tend to overthink, which is one of the things that I've struggled with for a very long time. And because of that, I've always had to find a way to help myself become better. So look, there's going to be six things I'm going to line out here. And the thing that I, that I hope that you gain from this is a, a moment of enlightenment for your behaviors and recognizing some areas that you could improve because people that are successful, people that are habitually successful are always looking for ways to improve. You, you listen to a, a champion who wins and many times people look at the way that they act and they seem a little uh, unemotional. They, they seem a little disconnected from the moment. In reality, that so many people that I've talked to that are champions at what they do, it's not that they don't appreciate the win, but to them, the win wasn't really the reason because they're already analyzing everything that they did. And even though they won, they're looking at the things they need to improve the moment they get off that podium. You see, that is the mindset of somebody that is successful. That is the mindset of somebody who is always looking for a way to forge a path that is going to allow them to become better at who they are and better at what they do. And decision-making is one of those things that, yes, we naturally, as a byproduct of life, are going to average 35,000 decisions a day. Now, the kinds of decisions you make, however, are ultimately going to determine, are you in the pilot seat or are you in the passenger seat of your life? And if you want some better outcomes, if you want to really begin to taste the, 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 the feeling of success, if you really want to begin to, to feel a greater sense of self-confidence, if you really want to be able to see your life of one of continually making progress, you're not going to do that if you're not being able to make decisions, if you're an indecisive person. So these six things are gonna tremendously help you. And all I ask is if you do find help from this, just share it with a friend. Because I really do want these practical things that I have learned through my life 
through my own experience, through the observations of others and my research, and then putting that research into practice that you can find some help with this so that you in your life, where you are, whether you're a student, whether you're in the workforce, in a relationship, just in life, and you, you have this feeling of, of, of man, I, I just, I don't know how I ended up here in this place in my life, or you're really wanting some things to be better, and you're just kind of going about the status quo, this is going to help you. And I want you to get a pin, uh, a, a, can't even talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want you to get some paper and a pen or a pencil. And I want you to take these six things down. And I'm going to explain these briefly that'll help get you on that path. Now, let me set the precedence for this because, uh, you know, decisions are the direct result of every result you have in your life, every single result. And in your life, you are the common thread. You're the common denominator. So if you continually find yourself in this with the same outcomes, it's because you're making the wrong decisions. And I, I, that's my whole point with 35K. Give you some awareness. Give you some, some tremendously valuable self-awareness because only then are you going to be able to know what to do. So not only do I want to help expose potentially some self-destructive behaviors that you maybe not have even realized you were doing to yourself and giving and equipping you with the, the tools that you can actually begin to improve your life. Now, Teddy Roosevelt said, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. When you do nothing, when you become passive in your life. You're the one that makes the comments. How did I end up here? You're the one that is complaining all the time of how you don't like things happening in a certain way in your life. You're the one that is always playing the victim to people and circumstances around you. And it's because you made a conscious decision to not make decisions. You're allowing other people to make those decisions for you. You're allowing circumstances to dictate your outcomes when that responsibility needs to be on you being a decisive individual. These six things are going to help you change the course of the outcomes in your life by listening to these and putting them to work. So let's get started. Number one, make small decisions fast. It is ridiculous how much time we can waste on the little insignificant decisions that consume an entire day. Let me give you a couple of scenarios and maybe this maybe this can help relate. Let's let's say you get to work. Headed to your desk, you're like, "Crap. I really I really want a cup of coffee." <laughs> you're kind of feeling torn. Okay, so you want a cup of coffee. Go get the fucking cup of coffee. It's a few steps, go to the break room, go to the coffee maker, whatever, go downstairs, whatever you have to do, get your cup of coffee and then get in your desk and get on your work day. Don't, don't put yourself in a pattern of self-deprecation because there's something you want, but you're feeling this sense of obligation to maybe get in your seat. Well, if you want a cup of coffee, go get a cup of coffee. We're not in a communist country here. Get a cup of coffee. My wife and I, bless her heart, she's pregnant, um, eight months along now. And, you know, anytime we go anywhere, you know, and any of you ladies that have ever been pregnant, you got to pee like every five minutes. <laughs> Bless my beautiful wife's heart. I really feel for her. And we were at the mall. This was actually just recently. And 
uh, we were walking. And she was like, man, I really have to go to the bathroom. I have to pee. I was like, okay, let's go find a bathroom. No, I'll wait. And we had like a 25-minute ride home. I said, babe, there's, there's no need to suffer here. We have restrooms everywhere. We can, if you don't want to go to a public restroom here, I get it. Then we'll go to a Starbucks or we'll, we'll, we'll go into that shop over there. We'll go into a boutique, whatever. But let's get you a bathroom. There's no need for you to suffer. When you have to go to the bathroom, let's go solve the problem so we can have an enjoyable ride home. Because now that she's thinking about it, now that she has to go, you know as well as I do, it now makes it worse. You get in the car, every bump you hit, oh my God, you, the last thing you want to do is pee your pants. <laughs> so I told my wife, honey, let's go find you a bathroom. No, it's okay. No, babe, suffering right now is a choice. I don't want you to suffer. Let's go get you a bathroom, wherever. Let's go, let's go find a bathroom. Do you want to go to a Starbucks? Because I'm taking you to a bathroom. So you want to go to Starbucks? You want to go to a restaurant? Where Do you, do you want to go here? Because it's going to happen. All right, fine. And what happens? Oh, I feel so much better. See, let's not waste time. If there's something you want to do, go do it. Don't overthink it, especially something small like that. It's these little decisions that we put way too much time and attention into. And they're insignificant, honestly. And what I advise is, is to really give yourself a time limit. And that's number two. So number one, make small decisions fast. Even to the point, like I tell my kids, when you get up every day, you have two things you do first. Number one, before your feet hit the ground, just say the things that you're thankful for. Go through your head. Be, you know, start your day off with gratitude. The things you have, the things you love, the things that you enjoy, the things that you have in your life. Start your day off by deciding to think on the things that you have, the things that you enjoy, the things that you love, the things that you're able to have in your life. Then when your feet hit the ground, get up, make your bed. And the reason why is it is a very simple thing to do and it's a very easy thing to do. Because your bed, if it is made or unmade, is a center of either peace or chaos when you walk into your into your bedroom. And you know your 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 room could be in complete disarray, but if your bed's made, <laughs> it sounds funny, but you actually feel like the world's okay. And if you come home from a long day, tough day, you come into your bedroom and the bed's made, there's just this sense of, ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> am I right? Who's with me? Can I get an amen? Thank you. But it also creates for them by making a decision to put their bedroom in order, a little small thing that they can do. So what does that do? That now allows them to taste a little self-confidence that comes from accomplishing something the very beginning of the day. And what does that also do? What's the ripple effect? It now starts a momentum, a momentum and a rhythm of being decisive and being successful at little things because success is in the details. Number two, give yourself a time limit when you make decisions. And, and this is gonna be extremely helpful for those that are procrastinators, that are overthinkers, people that really struggle with making decisions. Let me, let, let me break this down for you too, because I know some, a lot of you are gonna to relate to this. If you spend 30 minutes a day picking out an outfit over the course of a year, that means you're spending six days 24 hours a day for six days, picking out your outfits. <laughs> you're spending a week's vacation deciding on what you're gonna wear every day. Seriously. And I know that you know this, and I know that you probably spend more time than that. 
I mean, that was one of the reasons why I shaved my head for 20 plus years time. Because when I had this full mop of hair when I was in high school, um, for those, you know, in their 40s and right now because of Luke, uh, Luke Perry uh, from 90210, I had that Jason Priestley 90210 swoop going on. It took a lot of hair product. It took an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Take a shower, hair product, blow dry style, hairspray, an hour. A dude in high school. <laughs> took an hour to do my hair. It's crazy. And so that's why I enjoyed shaving my head because it took, you know, five minutes once a week with some clippers, with some clippers that I went and bought for like 20 bucks at Walmart. Once a week, shave my head. Took a shower, boom, dry, let's go. Rock and roll. So what I recommend is for you to give yourself time limits. You know, let's, let's talk about maybe you're with your group of friends. What are we going to do tonight? Oh, let's go to the movies. We can go bowling. We, you know, let's go get some tacos. Uh, let's go hang out. Well, what movie do you want to watch? Well, I don't know. It's what kind of movies you got. Let's tell you, well, I don't know. What, do you want to watch this? You want to watch that? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to watch? Just back and forth stupid thing where you're wasting time. When really, what's the bigger mission here? You just want to hang out. Does it really matter? So, you know, it, look, with my wife, and I, oh my God, I love my wife. Oh my God. I'm such a lucky dude. Ugh. Well, one of the funny things that we do, and I know a lot of couples do this, is uh, what do you want to do tonight? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do tonight? Where do you, let's go eat. Well, what do you want to eat? What sounds good? I don't know. What do you want to eat? <laughs> this, this, this volleying of the tennis ball back and forth, and it just back and forth. I don't know. What do you want to do? What I, what I learned, and I learned this a long time ago, is yes, I want my wife to be happy. I want her to enjoy the evening with me. And the last thing that we or I want to do is voice an option that they won't enjoy. So, and yet she feels the same as do maybe your friends. But here's what I've learned. <clears throat> what, whether you're, it's with one person or with a group of people, this is one of the greatest things that you can do is give yourself a time limit. So, okay, I'm going to set my timer on my watch or on my phone for two minutes. And at the end of the two minutes, we're going to come up with where we're going to go. And this is what I do. I ask my wife, okay, honey, so are you hungry for Tex-Mex? Because Lord knows I can always have me some chips and salsa and queso and guacamole and fajitas. Can I get an amen? What, what? <laughs> or she's like, um, okay, what about steaks? Okay, how about, uh, let's say, uh, pizza. Hmm. Okay, that, that might be a winner. So let's, okay, let's dive deeper. Do, do you want like Domino's? No. Okay, do you want to go to maybe in an Italian restaurant and get a brick oven pizza? Oh, but man, I just I don't want to go to a restaurant. Okay, next. So how about a sandwich place? Hmm. No, that doesn't really sound good either. Okay, maybe breakfast food, because who doesn't love breakfast for dinner? What? It's like breakfast is better for dinner, I don't, and I don't know why. And the response, well, maybe, I don't know. Okay, so what about, maybe we want some Italians, maybe we want spaghettis and meatballs, maybe we want some chicken palms, we, we want some cutlets, we want some sauce, 
That's my my best Italian accent. Long story short, the point is to give yourself a time limit. And, you know, whether you're picking out an outfit, whether you're determining what you're going to do for the evening, whether you're, you know, trying to determine some options. And really, they're not life-changing, right? But you're just trying to come up with something to to do or a a step to make, uh, uh, you know, it, it. you know, meetings that I had with my team, uh, okay, this is gonna be 30 minutes and 30 minutes, we're out. So let's get down to business. And, and then cover, okay, did we cover all the topics we need? Is there anybody here that has any questions that are unclear? Or are we good to go? This is why in my office, I have a standing desk and a standing meeting table. Because when you sit down, you waste time. And at work, I'm not here to hang out at a coffee shop and hear about your weekend. I don't care. I mean, I care, but I don't really care. And I found that by standing up, when you don't get comfortable, you get to the point. And then get out. <laughs> okay, what's the problem? Okay, what solutions have you thought of? Okay, how can I help you? Because again, I don't make assumptions. I don't give my opinion unless I'm asked. And that's even at work. Because I don't want to interject my opinion when it could be completely off base or irrelevant to a particular topic and I'm just making assumptions. I wait for them to tell me what they're looking for from me in my position, my role, my experience, my level of authority. How can I help? Okay, does that answer your question? Yeah, it actually does. Thank you. Okay, good. And then, bye. So I can go back to my day <laughs> making my decisions. And even small tasks. Um, you know, let's say looking for a, uh, a new project management platform. You know what? I have 10 minutes right now. I'm going to spend 10 minutes on, on getting some information. Boom. 10 minutes are over. Done. Uh, I check my email three times a day, morning, midday, and afternoon. Uh, because... If I respond to every single notification I get, I would waste my entire day and I'm not able to focus. And you need to be able to take time when you have a project to work on, give yourself time limits. And when the time goes, when the timer's off, then you move to the next project. And this allows you to be more effective with your time because time is the commodity you cannot buy more of and you cannot just go acquire more of. You can either only stay up all night to get your stuff done or you be effective with the time you have. And that's why giving yourself a timer, giving yourself a deadline allows you to be way more effective and way more productive in your day. So number one, make small decisions fast because that sets you up on a, on a, on a skill and on a habit to become a more decisive person right off the bat. Um, like you could be in class, you could be in a meeting and somebody asks a question. If you're the one that has the information, don't waste time worrying about what other people think if you're the one that actually gives the knowledge because the, if you're the one that gives the knowledge because you have the answer, you're the one that people now respect because, wow, he, how did he know that? How, how did she know? Holy crap. Like, wow, I didn't know that she knew that. You put fear in the wrong place and you allow that fear to allow you to hold you back and waste time. And if you're the one with the answer, nobody else does that now wastes time in the class or in the meeting, because if you have the answer, give the meeting and then move on. Cause really what good does it do anybody? If you have the answer and you don't share it besides that, let me, let me just break it to you straight. If you are afraid of what people will say 
because you actually have the answer. They're going to make fun of you for that. Is that the kind of person that you really want influencing you in the first place? Let's be real. Their opinions don't matter one bit because they just showed you the kind of poor quality person they they have. And actually it it says a lot more about them and how ugly they feel inside. So don't let people like that hold you back. We, we really give them way too much leverage and control in our lives. So make small, insignificant, insignificant decisions fast. Be quick. Be decisive. When it comes to decisions, whether it's outfits or where you want to go, what you're going to do, the next thing you're going to, that you have to accomplish, give yourself time limits. Truly. Number three, think black and white. You have to be binary. Binary in you know an electronic sense is it's either on or off. Black and white. So the one thing, and this is really a great skill for, for those that overanalyze, is you look at what your options are, and then you ask yourself, which one supports the goal? Boom. Right there. Mic drop. If it supports the goal, go for it. If it doesn't, don't. And then move on. Plain and simple. Number four, when it comes to big decisions, prioritize them. List the haves and have-nots. List the things that you need to get them accomplished. You know, there. Are, you know, if it comes to a relationship, maybe you're dating two or three different people, and you're like, "Oh man, they're all so great," but there's somebody that you're kind of having a desire to really take it a step further, go into a relationship. Well, you know what? Maybe have a discussion, and if they're all pretty equitable, and I, look, I'm not talking about those that are out there whoring around, but you've been dating. And everybody loves the the Bachelor, which I do not watch. But you know, the guy is sitting here trying to figure out who he really wants to invest his exclusive time to, and you know, going to give a rose to whoever, trying to you know help him make the decision. That that is a decisive process. It takes a few. Well, you know, at least for TV time, takes a few weeks. <clears throat> but the point is finding a process to work through to come to an indecision whether it's a career move, whether it's the college you maybe are deciding to go to, maybe it's a major. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a company. Maybe you've had several offers and you're trying to figure out where you're actually going to go work. Could be a promotion opportunity. Could be a number of things. Prioritize. And look, in the bigger scheme of life, there is not going to be a wrong decision when it comes to making moves in your life. Your path is your path to, to, to really create. And it's not that you have this ultimate destiny that you have to find the right highway to take. Your destiny is in the moments of your decisions. That's how it's shaped. You're not trying to align your life with a predetermined path. That's not it. There are numerous paths you take. And the paths of your life are not supposed to be without struggle. They're not supposed to be without mistakes. They are not supposed to be without challenge. If you find a path in life where everything is easy, there is no pain, you're never without, you will be one of the weakest 
ignorant, most selfish people that walks the planet. Because you only gain wisdom from practical experience. Failing, making mistakes, trying to figure out how to overcome struggle and challenge. And there is no perfect path for you. There is no predetermined path that if you, there's only one choice to make that keeps you on that path, you make any other decision and you're off that path, that's not the truth. The path you take is the path you decide to make. And it's your path, it's your life. Your parents may have given certain expectations, but ultimately it's your life, not theirs. There are so many things you can do. There's so many options. I get it. But there's ultimately not one perfect, one and only one way that you can get from A, from birth to Z, to death. Countless ways. And you're going to pivot throughout your life. So it's best that you remove that pressure. And once you do remove that pressure, what's the ultimate goal in your life? To find fulfillment. And as you begin to grow, you begin to uncover other talents that you really want to pursue to turn into a skill. Great. That's going to take you in a different direction than what you thought. Look, I was in college for forensic pathology. Come to find out, I didn't have the stomach for it. <laughs> and then I felt I had a desire to be a chef. And I pursued the opportunities. I pursued the options. Ended up working uh, in a restaurant at night after my day job. I loved cooking since I was a kid. I had this fantasy, this idea of what it would be like to be a chef. When I actually worked in a kitchen, in a restaurant, worked in the line, worked as a Sioux, I realized I love this as a hobby, not as a career. And it took me to uncover that practically, tasting it, feeling it, sweating it, hearing it, to know I, I love cooking, but not in a restaurant. I love cooking at home for my friends and my family. I'm much more skilled now, <laughs> really fast with a knife. Cook everything on high, nothing ever sticks. Love it, tremendous skill at home. That's where it stayed. And when you make decisions like that based on what you know at the time and you make the best decision with what you know at that time, Six months from now, you're going to look back and go, gosh, I wish I would have known. Well, you know what? You didn't. So don't hold, hold yourself accountable to what you don't know, because what you don't know, you don't know. You're going to figure it out as you go. But again, let me remind you, there is not one ultimate path that you must be taking. And if you make a decision that gets you off that path, well, your life is going to be nothing but a, a, a life of pain and suffering. That's not the case. And that is a, a preconditioned notion that you were taught over time. And it's not true. There are multiple paths you can take in your life. There is not one ultimate decision that you have to figure out. And any other decision as a result is going to be a massive failure in your life. It's, that's not the case. Because let me tell you something. Failure and mistake, has you've been conditioned to believe these things to be negative, and they're not. So make small decisions fast. Give yourself a time limit on every decision you make if it requires a little bit of time. If not, just make a decision to move on. Think very binary, think black and white. If it doesn't support your goal, then move on. It's not a decision you need to worry about, even allocate any time to. Because again, time is a commodity you cannot buy more of and you cannot be handed more of. You only have the time that you have every day. By not having to go through a wardrobe every day, 
I'm giving myself six days a year. I spend maybe five minutes, maybe five, literally five minutes walking to my closet going, oh, I'm going to wear this, put it on and I go, literally, that's five minutes. Because I limited my wardrobe. You talk to you look at people like Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, CEO, Facebook. He has nothing but the same gray t-shirts, same t- the, in the same jeans and a couple of different shoes. Keeps things simple. Because he does that because he does not want to waste any mental energy or time on something that's truly insignificant. Because what does it matter what I wear? I wear what I like and what's comfortable. That's it. He doesn't wear to impress other people. He wears what he wears to allow him to be effective of what he does. I know ladies look, oh, but I have to have you know choices. Well, these choices you're having are giving yourself too many options that's causing you to, to waste six, if not more days a year on trying to figure out what you're going to wear. When ultimately in the end, people really don't care. They might like the shoes you're wearing. They might think that the outfit you have is pretty, but ultimately who cares? If you like the outfit, you feel, you know, hey, looks good. Your combo, you're digging it. Fucking rock it, man. And then move on. Worry about things that actually matter. Put your time and energy and resources into the things that actually matter that deliver the outcomes you want in your, in your life, ultimately. Number five, be resourceful, please. With Google and, and, and even people in your life, you have resources that you can utilize that if you're having to weigh some choices and you, you need some information to help really give you some better enlightenment on maybe an eagle eye perspective, well, information is one and insight from someone else is another. But let me caution you, do not ask for advice from someone who doesn't have experience. That's a fool's move. Because if you're reaching out to somebody because you need input, it's critical to helping yourself make the right decision at the time, the best decision at the time, based on wise counsel. I have within my circle a very small handful of people who I go to when I need input or an opinion or insight. These are driven people. These are successful people. These are people that I truly trust and admire. And they also only give me their opinion when I ask them. You know why? The opinions that come from people that you didn't ask their opinion have too much time in their hands and they're actually only telling you their opinion because they want to hear themselves talk. They're not really interested in the best outcome for you. People that have the wisest counsel to give are the ones that you have to ask for it because they invest their time and attention into making progress in forward moves in their life. They're not wasting their time watching what you do. They don't care. Don't get me wrong. They care about you. The people in my circle love me. I love them. But if they gave me their unsolicited opinion, I wouldn't value them. Because I don't value opinions from those that I didn't ask their opinion in the first place. It's not their place. 
If I want somebody's opinion, it's because I respect them. And I know for a fact they have experience. Just recently, I was going through a, a, a kind of a, a, a tough uh, challenge. And I was really at a crossroads. And I needed some wise counsel. I went to two people, just two, who I knew had practical, relevant experience. They offered me their insights, gave me some, a couple of other things to consider, and then we moved on. The level of respect that I have for these individuals is immeasurable. And they know I came to them because I only come to them. Now, we're friends in, in a very personal level, but they're the kind of people <clears throat> who are driven. They are winners. They are successful mind, minded people. And because of that, they respect themselves enough to not waste energy giving opinions when they're not asked. Because if you're trying to give somebody something that they don't need, they, there is no value to them. You're wasting your breath. And quite frankly, people that feel entitled to give you their opinion when it wasn't asked, they don't know their place. Something like an opinion, something like insight should be coming from a place of practical experience with true wisdom. And those are the people that I go to. And I have people in my life that have specific parts they play in my life on a personal level as well as in business. And it is mutual. <clears throat> and again, we have conversations on a friendship level, on a you know human level. But then when it comes down to necessity, when there is a, a problem, they know that I can come to them, and I do, when I have exhausted all of my own resources and I do need some wise counsel. It's just like you're not going to go to your friend who runs a tire shop when you need legal advice. You need somebody with experience. And if you go to somebody who maybe just got out of law school, they're not really going to have the wisdom of multiple scenarios and multiple outcomes to give you real practical insights. They're only going to give you theory. So when you are resourceful with those that you know in your life, be very careful who you go to. Number six, embracing failure as opportunity, not inadequacies is critical because in life you're going to make mistakes that you're, you're supposed to, that is the only way that you're going to lay, that you're going to learn what to do, what not to do, what to do better. That's the only way. And it took me a while to understand that because again, part of my upbringing in my teens, my early twenties was I was, I, I was wanting acceptance from everybody. And, uh, I, 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 was very afraid to just be myself because I, I was afraid of being rejected. I, I was afraid of being wrong and made fun of if I was wrong. What I didn't realize half the time, I was much smarter than I gave myself credit for. And I had a lot more knowledge, but when somebody asked a question, I immediately had an answer. I immediately second guessed myself and go, ah, I shouldn't say anything. I'm probably wrong. Dumbest thing. But what if I was right? Well, wait, you know what? 
I am right. I, I have, I, I read this. I learned this. I, I did this and, and I got an answer. <clears throat> and when people ask for insight and if I have the knowledge, well, I'm going to give it. So don't second guess yourself. But if you're wrong, well, you know what? That's not a big deal because let's say you're wrong. Let's say somebody points it out and gives you the right information. Now you're better off. Don't worry about the perceptions of other people. The fact that you think you're wrong. Don't even harp on yourself as, and, and think, well, I should have known that. How are you supposed to know something that you just don't know? You're putting yourself in a position with unrealistic expectations. Life is not about pointing out what you did wrong or what you don't know. Life is about helping you fill those gaps with wisdom, knowledge, and experience. So when you make a mistake and you fail, I want you to reframe your thinking. It's not wrong. It's not that you're inadequate. It's that you now just became a little wiser. You now just uncovered an area that you didn't know needed to be strengthened. You need to reframe your perspective on mistakes and failures. Because by harping yourself as if you're inadequate, that is not the mindset of a winner. That is not the behavioral trait of somebody who's on a path up. That is a mindset that keeps you beaten and trodden down and keeps you in a rut. If you do want to succeed in your life, you want more, reframe your thinking because that is your internal dialogue. Those are your thoughts to frame. Those are your internal messages that you control. It's your script. And if your historical conditions are framed around others that had poor self-esteem and no self-confidence and full of fear, and they look at mistakes as showing themselves to be inadequate, well, that's not you. Don't allow them and their fears and their projections to impact who you are and who you want to become because of making a mistake and a failure. You need to embrace those moments. You need to be excited when you fail because when you fail and then you realize, oh, I tripped because I didn't notice that one twig right there. Well, now that I notice that, now I know how to notice that ahead of me. So that's not gonna trip me again. You just became a better individual. These six things you deploy into your life with purpose, with intent to make a difference in a positive way, you are going to find yourself becoming over time a more decisive individual with better outcomes and better fulfillment because you stopped allowing other people in other circumstances to dictate your outcomes because you were too passive and too afraid. But the only way to become stronger is start small. Start with your small decisions and make them fast. Other decisions, give yourself a time limit. Set your timer on your phone. Commit that you're going to come up with a solution within that time frame. Think black and white. Be binary. Does it support your goal? If it does not, do not move forward. If it does support your goal, make a decision and move on. Don't overthink it. Don't regret it because you make the decisions based on the best information you have at hand. And you don't worry about six months from now when you look back and go, gosh, Man, I, I wish I would have known. Well, you didn't. And again, do not hold yourself captive and prisoner to what you don't know because you don't know what you don't know. Prioritize your, your, your big decisions. Do your list of haves and have nots. 
Look at what you need. And again, give yourself time. Again, do they support the goal? And make small decisions and move on so that they lead you to the bigger ones. Be resourceful in everything. Only seek wise counsel from those that have practical, real experience. And embrace failure and mistakes as opportunities, not inadequacies. You frame your mindset with these six principles, these six practical things. I guarantee you, you are going to be the decisive individual that you want to be because it's going to create for you a culture and an environment within you with greater self-confidence, way more self-respect, and you're no longer dependent upon anyone else for writing your future. Your decisions create your own destiny. Guys, I hope this has been really helpful. I hope truly this has hit some spots within you that allows you to see where you could have been wasting time and putting yourself in a situation that only came from you being indecisive. Own who you are, truly. And overall, it's your journey to walk. Nobody else's. Make the decisions that you feel are best at the time with the knowledge you have and then move on. Do not regret anything because every step you take, you're in new territory. In a new territory, you'll learn new things. Imagine Lewis and Quark the ex, you know, the, uh, on their expeditions of trying to map United States when there was no map. They didn't know that if they turned down this particular tributary that they would end up in a completely different area but it did give them a new opportunity to map. Had they not taken that turn that they felt like was the right way to go, they wouldn't have uncovered the things that now, now that they knew that it allowed them to improve their discovery. Be decisive. That allows you to be great. Guys, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please go to my Instagram, 35K a day, send me a DM, comment, follow, would love it. And again, subscribe here to the podcast would love it because I'm really on a, on a roll here to really begin to do things that can really bring practical value to your life to help you be a better decision maker overall. Because again, you're going to make 35,000 regardless. They're either going to be proactive or they're going to be passive. But if you continually put yourself in a passive seat on the side, you're not the driver of your own car. You're not going to like the outcomes. If you, have, if you have ambitions for greatness, then make sure that your decisions align with it. Because it's not going to happen on its own. It happens by intent. Guys, if it was helpful, all I ask is that you share it with a friend. Until next time, I'm Michael David.